Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. We're back. Do you know what? This is the the fourth one in the row. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we've, was it last week that I did on my own? Yeah, yeah, last week. Yeah, um, yeah and then, but then I did the first one on my own, didn't I? Because I kind of didn't so, tell you and I was like, we just need to restart this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least the, the, the main thing is like we've turned up, whether it be both of us, whether it be one of us, we've turned up, we've showed up, um, massive pat on the back for us. Yeah, I, I, we just needed to do it. That was it, wasn't it? It was like, we just need to do it. We just need to get back into the swing of it and set a time. This is one thing for those of you, just like on a little side note, when it comes to anything, when you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to start a new habit, whether it's getting steps, whether it's eat more protein, whether it's drink more water, get specific with it and set things in the diary. I do it with my clients all the time. They're like, I want to get my steps in. I'm like, okay, cool. What are you going to do each day to get your steps in? They're like, I'm going to go for what? Okay, when, what, how, and why? Set it like a meeting. It's what we do with this podcast. It is 11 a.m. every single Thursday now, and it gets done. And this is what you have to do with anything, isn't it? And even we do this with our business. Like, you have to set things in. We were like, yeah, we'll do a podcast this week. But when we didn't set it in the diary, it gets the end of the week and it gets pushed. Why? Because it's not a priority. So if you're ever trying to instill something, set day, time, what you're going to do, everything. You know, I've had clients like lay their shoes out by the door. They're going to go for a walk at this time, at this place, shoes by the door. You're just trying to reduce the friction. You know, it gets to a Thursday at 11 o'clock and me and you know we're jumping on. And here we are for the fourth one in a row. Preach. So there's a little knowledge bomb for you. Preach. Um, so today, Mr. Hayden Ralph, the yes. topic, we, we kind of, not going to lie, we did turn up a little bit and we were a bit unsure, weren't we, as to what we we're going to talk about. You know, we are up to, this is episode like 60 now. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm quite proud of that. 60 episodes. Should be way more. Should be like 100 by now. But we've missed a few weeks. <laughs> um, uh, and... We see some common things, and and the, today we wanted to talk a bit about the cold hard truth. Oh, I think, this one, yeah, this one's going to cut deep, isn't it? This one's going to cut deep today. Yeah, is it like butt hurt? Is that what they call it? I think it's like an American saying, like you get butt hurt. Yeah. Um, is is to like if you're not losing weight, why is it? Yeah, I think uh, I think the issue is right, and we've all probably been there. And we all do question ourselves at one point in our journey. We're like. Oh, like maybe it's not us. Maybe it is actually like, maybe I am a little bit broken, but the cold hard truth is, and you know, maybe you're listening to this and you, you've been this person where you're like, I'm, I'm doing what I've been told. I'm eating in my calorie deficit. I'm eating 1200 calories. I'm eating 1400 calories, whatever it is, but I'm not losing weight. The God's honest truth, and this is going to hurt and it's going to cut deep, but the reality is you do not defy science. You do not defy science. So Simply, the reason you're not losing body fat is because you're not in a deficit. And I'm not saying this is like you're intentionally not making, like putting yourself in a deficit. Unintentionally, you're just eating more calories than you think you are. And that's just down to misreporting, whatever it may be. But the bottom line is, if you're not losing body fat, it's because you're not in a deficit, like hands down. And, 
Yeah, and, and I think the reason that we say this, you know, a lot of people get their backs up because they're like, oh, it's not that easy. And you're like, yeah, but it's a lot like when people say, like, eat less and move more. It's like, yeah, that is kind of the fundamentals, but there is a lot more to it. Mm. But I, I think there is some sort of, like, thing behind it because it's like until you understand that and accept that, you can't move forward. And what I mean by that is people are like, well, it's not as easy as eat less, uh, eat less and move more. And I'm like, well, in basic one plus one equals two terms, yes, it is. Like, you need to eat less and probably move more because most people are sedentary. Yes, there's a lot of influential factors that influence why we eat, time, stress, work, lifestyle that impact how we move and how much movement. But those are the two basic fundamentals. It doesn't matter whether you're like struggle with emotional eating or you struggle with a lack of routine or you are going through the menopause, etc. Like, yes, these things impact your eating, but you still need to eat less than you are currently eating now. And for the majority of the population, you need to move more than you're currently moving moving now, right? So as much as we want to be like, well, it's crap advice and people are like, oh, it's such, you know, I see other PCs that are like shit advice. And I'm like, well, just saying that, yes, but it still does hold some fathom. And this is where yeah. the whole, like, if you're not losing weight, it's because you're not in a calorie deficit. You need to accept that because if you don't accept it, you can't move forward from it because so many people are like, I can't lose weight because, and it's like my thyroid, the menopause, my sleep, my stress, my hormones are out of whack. I'm this, that, and the other. And the problem is, is that all of those are just personal, it, not excuses in regards to like excuses you're making up. It's like they're reasons that you're labeling as to why you can't lose weight. But directly, it's like, we, we sometimes, I think, lean on them and just be like, there's something wrong with me. That's why I can't do it. And, and that ultimately then gives us this outlet, as it were, as to like, look, I'm, I'm not in a calorie. You're not in a calorie deficit. That's why you're not even you are consuming too many, too much calories, too much energy for what it mm. is you need. Yes, there's things that are going to influence it, but nothing is directly stopping you. And I said this to Hayden. It's like it. it it's really tough because the amount of women that come to me and they're like, yeah, I even have my blood work done and nothing's wrong. And I'm like, this is it. I'm like, we're always trying to find that like, I must be broken. There must be something wrong with me because it can't be that I'm over consuming. There must be something that's just stopping me from losing fat. And I'm like, this stops you from being successful because you're looking for an answer as to why you're like it. Whereas actually the reason is, is the, the bottom line answer is you're eating too much, right? So the real question you want to be asking yourself isn't, why am I broken? What's wrong with me? It's why am I eating too much? That's the question that you want to be asking yourself. And I think this is where so many women get stuck is that they don't ask themselves that rather than being like, okay, cool. Look, I'm obviously consuming too much because I'm not losing weight, not losing measurements. My photos aren't changing. So I'm not in a deficit. So why am I consuming too much? Where in my food am I having too many calories? But we don't, we ultimately look internally like where about me is broken? Is it my metabolism? Is it my hormones? Is it the menopause? Is it PCOS? Like what things are just stopping me from losing body fat? And I'm like, nothing stops you losing body fat. If it did, then we'd be out of a job. Yeah. It, you just remind- Or not out of a job, but we'd stop like, like while the family wouldn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, I think you just reminded sense. me of um, that situation. Remember when we had that um, client that came and joined the academy and basically she was like, she was claiming that she would like her metabolism was damaged. Like she was broken. There was something wrong with her. And anyway, we were like, okay, well, we got to identify what was going on. So in the first two weeks, what happened was we were trying to find out what's going on with her tracking. 
But because she didn't believe what we were saying, she generally, she was like, nope. She was, it was like a confirmation bias in her head that she was damaged. Her metabolism was broken. She went out and got um, her bloods done and she went and got the um, intolerance testing done, which by the way, oh, just don't waste your money doing that. But she went and went and got these um, like intolerance tests and it came back and it was something like her, like, uh, like, I think it was like, um, what was it? It was like vitamin B12, maybe it was, maybe it was just her iron. Something, anyway, something came back and it was low. And she was like, look, I told you there was something wrong with me, hence why I can't lose weight. And we were just like, I remember being like, no, this doesn't, even though if that's, if that's low, it's still not going to stop you losing body fat. Like it doesn't, mm. that doesn't matter. So we put her on a meal template and this was really, this is the really interesting thing that I, it was kind of the first insight that I saw of this type of like personality. So we put on this meal template and we we're saying, look, if you eat exactly these foods, like we, we put it down to ridiculously low level. Like I think it was like 1300 calories where she was like prove it, like saying that she's not going to get any results. We put it down to like 1300 calories. And guess what happened? In the first week, she lost a kilo. Then in the second week, she lost like another half a kilo. Anyway, she she dropped a huge amount of weight over a course of like two weeks. But because she had almost been proven wrong in to her own mind, she would have rather, and can you remember she self-sabotaged herself basically, and she stopped following the plan and still then be, um, believed that it was because of her lack of iron, lack of, um, lack of vitamin V12, which was what's stopping her losing weight. And I was like, that's the extreme mm. that some people will go to. Even when you've proven yourself wrong, you've proven that actually it is about the calories. You still don't want to be wrong and you still go down the route. It's, it, it was just, it, I don't know what you yeah. talk about. It reminds me. I thought, that's bad. Yeah, and that's it. And it's like, we're not, I'm not sitting here saying it to sound like a douchebag, right? I'm saying it because by us being like, look, the only reason as to why you're not losing weight is because you're consuming too many calories for what you need. We're saying this because it's like, we're trying to help you break free, break free from your own bias of like, oh, my hormones must be off. Like the two main things, my metabolism's broken and my hormones must be off because of the menopause or because of PCOS or something like that. Nothing directly stops you losing body fat because ultimately what you're saying is that if you give you, like you're, you're basically saying that like, if like our calorie deficit didn't work, right? And I'm like, there's only, you can't not lose body fat if you're in a deficit, right? So the only way that you're not losing body fat is because you're not in a deficit. Because ultimately it's like saying, look, like you're not giving your body enough fuel to do what it does. It's like saying that you need 10 pounds worth of fuel to drive 10 miles. And you're like, I can put five pounds of fuel in my car and I can still drive, drive those 10 miles. And I'm like, well, this is physically impossible, right? And you're like, well, I can. There's obviously something wrong with me. Right, I, you physically can't put in less fuel and drive those miles, right? It's and that's what pe that's what it is like. You're saying when you're like, I'm in a deficit, but I'm not losing weight, and it's like we well, are not. It's like saying that you need ten pounds to drive ten miles, and you only put a fiver in, but you still get there. But ultimately, you you're, and you and you didn't go into your reserve tank, 
That's like, sorry, that's like what I'm saying, right? Is that you managed to do there on half the thing that you needed, half the fuel you needed, and you didn't dip into your reserve tank. Well, of course you need to dip into your reserve tank because your body can't just make up energy out of nowhere, right? And if you're not giving it enough, it has to take it from internal stores, right? It has to find the excess that it needs, right? If it needs 10 and you're only giving it five, it needs to find five from somewhere. Your body fat is the reserve stores that has to pick it out from. Nothing stops you losing it because nothing can physically give your body that five and you not lose body fat, right? Because I'm like, well, well what, how, where do those five ones that you need come from? Where do those five other pounds of fuel come from? You're like, oh, my hormones and metabolism's broken. And I'm like, but, but that, where does that produce five from? You can't uh, like produce energy out of nothing. And this is where I'm like, this is why it's so important to understand about like, like people say about a calorie deficit and things like that, but I'm like, it's the only way that you can lose body fat because you give your body less energy than it needs. It therefore needs to get that energy that it's short of from somewhere else. And it gets it from your body fat. If you are not losing weight, it's simply because you're giving your body enough energy to do what it's doing. So it doesn't need to get it from your reserves. That is it. Hormones and things can make it harder, right? It can make certain things such as, you know, hunger go up. It can make your cravings higher. It can make, you know, menopause make your sleep really bad, which can make your hunger higher. But what it does is hunger higher, cravings higher. It just leads you to eating more and over consuming. Therefore, again, you're giving your body too much energy, i.e. taking in too many calories. But at no point do any hormones stop you from losing body fat because ultimately it's like saying you're going to drive 10 miles with the 10 pack and you're only going to put five pounds worth of fuel in and not dip into their reserves. Because the question you want to be asking yourself is, where is this five pounds worth of fuel coming from? Yeah. You're not plucking it from thin air. Yeah, and that's the same, isn't it? It's when like I um I literally had someone say to me the other day in our group, they asked me and said, Oh, I've lost I think it was like twenty pounds or something. I've lost twenty pounds and I think I've now damaged my my, my metabolism because I'm not losing weight anymore. And I was like, What has just happened to you is very, very, very normal that every single human being will do if they lose twenty pounds, right? Because your deficit, which you were twenty pounds heavier isn't your deficit mm. that you need now your 20 pounds lighter. It's not because you're broken. Yes. It's just because things have changed. The yeah. process has changed. And I was trying to break down to when I was saying like, essentially, you know, through when we talk about metabolism, what we're talking about is your total energy, uh, your total daily energy expenditure, right? So your metabolism isn't just like one single thing it's made up of. Like there's multiple factors that determine your metabolism. You've got your basal metabolic rate. You've got your NEAT you've got your thermic effect of feeding, you've got your exercise activity thermogenesis. All of these things make up your metabolism. But think when you lose weight, so let's say you lost 20 pounds, well, your NEAT is going to reduce. It's going to reduce down further because you become a smaller human being. Your body's trying to preserve as much energy. Well, as you typically lose weight and you're most people are just reducing their calories further and further, well, your thermic effect of feeding is going down because you're not consuming as much food. Your energy expenditure is reduced yeah. because again, and these are the things that are all, and by the way, it's very, very normal. normal. Every single human being does this. So yeah. it's not your metabolism is broken. Nah. It's just the fact that the processes has now changed and you need to recalculate what your new quote unquote metabolism is. Yeah. And I literally said this to someone yesterday. I was like, what? Because they were like, um, that we were talking about calories and things and, and they've got a bit of a mental block by going under 1600. Anytime they go, they're like, no, my cravings go through the roof. I can't do it. And I overconsume. I can only stick between 16 and 17. And I was like, this is a mental thing. I was like, because by reducing your calories by hundred, you're not going to see a sudden spike in hunger. 
Um, it, there's a lot of mental aspect to that. And I was like, and eventually your calories have to come down. Otherwise, it just means that we can't go any further than we're currently at, right? Because I'm like, if we don't produce, I was like, there's only so much room you got and time in the day to do more steps or more cardio to burn more if you're not going to eat less, right? And I was explaining it in the way of looking at cars, right? When you first start losing weight, you're like a, a car with a two liter engine, right? And you know that maybe it needs 2000 calories a day to do what you need to do. Well, as you get smaller, your body doesn't need 2000. So say you intake 50, say your needs are 2000, right? Let's start this, let's start from the top. So say <laughs> at the moment you wear 100 kilos and you need 2000 calories a day to maintain your weight. You give your body 1500 calories. You are in a 500 calorie deficit, slowly losing weight. We'll say you slowly chip down and you get down to 80, cal 80 kilos, right? You've lost 20 kilos. Well, your maintenance as to what you needed to maintain isn't 2000 anymore because you've lost 20 kilos. It's now probably down to like 1700 to maintain your weight, right? Which means what was a 500 calorie deficit eaten by 1500 is now only 200. This is why people are like, oh, slowed down, I don't know why. And I'm like, well, all that's happened is you're a smaller person. You've gone from needing 2000 calories in a 500 calorie deficit at 1500 to now only needing 1700 calories because you're a smaller person, right? You don't need as many calories to do your daily thing. You've gone from being a car with a two liter engine in it to being a car with a one liter engine in it. It doesn't need as much fuel to drive the same distance, right? Because it's a less smaller engine. Not only is it because it's just a smaller engine, you need less, you're more, you're, you're fitter as well, right? So not only are you therefore needing less calories on a day-to-day -day basis to keep you alive, you don't burn as many calories when you are doing your steps. 10,000 steps doesn't burn as many calories as it used to, right? It now burns less, but you're also fitter. If you've started doing like work at exercise at the gym, you're going for walks daily. As you become smaller, you're gonna burn less calories because you're a smaller person, but also you're fitter because you've been doing it for a while. So therefore you're much more energy efficient. So what you've got to realize, and then obviously now, what you've got to realize as well is that then obviously that deficit is now smaller. So all you need to do is reduce your calories, right? Because you now need to basically, what was a 500 calorie deficit is now only 200. So what you can now do is, okay, instead of 1500, I'm going to go down to 1400. Okay, we've now put it back to a 300 calorie deficit. We should start seeing movement, right? So this is what you've got to realize is nothing happened. You didn't break. You didn't slow down because you're doing anything wrong. You just became smaller so you need less calories. You burnt less calories through your day-to-day -day movement, etc., as well. And it's a totally normal process that everyone goes through. Like your calories will never stay the same. They're eventually going to need to come down. But this is where it can come with an increase in output, where sometimes what we like to do with clients is not only take a little bit from calories, but also maybe make your steps from 8,000 on average to push up to 10,000. Because ultimately what you've got to realize, those 8,000 calories also aren't burning as many, those 8,000 steps aren't going to burn as many calories as they did when you were heavier as well. But that's not to say you're getting steps to burn calories, right? You're doing it for exercise, physical, mental health as well. But ultimately by pushing your steps up, you're making sure that you keep your energy output up as high as possible along the way. Does that make sense? I think mm. it does. Yeah, 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 exactly that. So as you can see, there's loads of different factors of why maybe weight loss has either stalled or there was no progress or simply like you weren't seeing the progress in the first place. And it's not because you are damaged. Like there is even, even for I'll someone, say this, wasn't it? I'll go. I was just going to say, even for someone that has actually been diagnosed with like a metabolic condition. So let's say like an underactive thyroid or someone with like PCOS, you will, this, the principles still say the same. Like you will still lose body fat in a deficit. It just means your deficit may be slightly different. And again, like that's using an mm. underactive thyroid, assuming that you're taking thyroxine, 
everything, all things should be normal anyway, or some sort of medication. But let's say, for example, even if you weren't, and yes, like maybe um, like there were certain processes that were slowed down, it just means your deficit would need to be smaller. And if you were in yeah. the deficit, you would still lose body fat. Yeah. And I think this is, this is something every single woman that's trying to lose weight that suffers with something like PCOS, menopause, hypothyroidism, is that those things do not directly stop you losing body fat because nothing stops you directly losing body fat apart from being a calorie surplus. It's just that the relevant changes in hormones that are going to impact things like your hunger, your sleep, your energy, your movement, they're going to make it more difficult it is still the basic fundamentals to lose weight. You still need to create a calorie deficit. It just can be harder for you to create it because you've got a few more things fighting back. But that's why as soon as you put some in implement and implement some nutritional strategies that are going to help with your hunger, better your sleep, eat well, work with getting sunlight, certain habits and behaviors, you can lose weight just as well as someone who doesn't have those metabolic conditions. Well, and yeah, and that's it. And I think the only reason is why we kind of like went on to this without going on too long is that I think sometimes we get so caught up on this not being as us being broken, as us being, you know, we can't be fixed, we're, we're broken or hormones. And the amount of women that I said earlier didn't it, that, that come to me being like, I got my hormones checked and they're fine because they're just looking at there must be some other reason, right? It can't just be that I'm eating too much. It can't be. But one thing I always say, and this is what frustrates me when people use my calorie calculator, right? One thing I always say is that if you use my calorie calculator, it's because you didn't know how many calories that you needed to consume to lose weight. And that is the idea and the problem right here is because you don't have an energy density education. You don't know how many calories are in food. So it's not your fault. It's quite easy to overconsume because you don't know there's roughly 100 calories in bread. You don't know that your average apple contains about 80. You don't know that your average chocolate bar contains about 2 to 240 calories. I know that because I've tracked. You can know that if you track as well. And this is where it's so easy to overconsume because you don't know how many calories are in food. It's not your fault, but this is where having an education into the energy density can really help. And why it always makes me a little bit frustrated when women are like, those calories are too high for me to lose weight. And I'm like, you use my calculator because you didn't know your calories. If you knew your calories, you wouldn't be in the same you wouldn't be in this position now that you're in because you would have known not to overconsume those calories and you would have stuck within your daily calorie target right so this is where you've ultimately got to like drop your biases and drop your personal beliefs in regards to what you think you know about weight loss and then start to ultimately start the clean slate i say to some of my clients start with a clean slate start with a clean slate when it comes to weight loss everything you knew beforehand drop it and come in with an open mind in regards to like what's going to help you lose weight what works what doesn't work what you believe Otherwise, you get stuck. Like, I think everyone at some point should track calories, pure and simply because it gives you an education into the energy density of food. 100%. The issue that we have here that is present is that you are over-consuming on food because you don't know how many calories are in certain foods and you don't know how many calories you need to maintain or even lose your weight, which is why you get frustrated when you can't lose weight because you're like, well, surely I'm a calorie deficit. And I'm like, okay, how do you know? You're like, well, I'm just eating less. Okay, but do you know how many actual calories? Because you can eat less or you can eat healthy, but it doesn't mean you're eating less calories than you were beforehand. Healthy food still contains calories. So you can still eat healthy and still put on body fat. Boom. Yeah, that was the, so it's like a perfect example of that was we got an email the other day, which said exactly what you just said. It was basically, I've just used your calorie calculator and it comes out saying that my, it was like my calories, I think it was like six, like 1,650. And she was like, however, I've tracked calories before at 1200 and I don't lose body fat. So why is this number? And I was literally sitting there exactly what you just said. I'm like, 
the fact that you've just told me there that you've um you've tracked and especially for this woman as well like um what her weight was at i know i haven't named names or anything like that so it doesn't matter if i said the number but like the nut the, the weight that she was at there is no yeah. way on earth even if she had a metabolic condition that if she had eight twelve hundred calories that she wouldn't lose weight and and yeah, and this this just just a caveat on that, just to literally just say like a sentence is that unless you are like fifty kilos and you do like five thousand steps, then maybe you'll lose weight very 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 slowly. If you weigh sixty kilos plus and you do on average seven to ten thousand steps, you will lose weight if you are truly eating twelve hundred calories. Because yeah. I've had people come to me and they're like 220 pounds, right? It's like how much I weigh. And they're like, can't lose weight in 1,200 calories. And I'm like, do you know how much weight I drop if I ate 1,200 calories? And I weigh the same as you. Like, yes, I've got a bit more muscle and things like that. But I do less steps than you. And I can lose weight in 2,000. I'm like, I promise you, you can lose weight. And you will lose weight if you were eating it truly. And yeah. that Just to add on that as well. Because again, this is one of those confirmation biases that, well, it's not, it's not a confirmation bias. It's almost just like an excuse of where people would say, oh, but Ryan, you have more muscle mass. Um, so, you know, you lose weight. <laughs> but yeah, I was, it's something like, so for every pound of muscle that you have, you will like, you can basically eat an, another like four to six calories. Yeah. It's like overall, it might be like 50, like you put on a few pounds, like 50 calories. Yeah, it's, it's so many. Yeah. I think it was <laughs> like, if you put on 10 pounds of muscle, it is literally only about 50 to 60 calories. Yeah. And so that, that's worth knowing, right? It's because a lot of people say this. So if you're out there thinking that you're eating 1,200 calories and you can't lose weight and you're tracking it and that's how you know, you can be tracking your calories and it not be right. So many people are like, but I'm tracking my calories. I can track 1,200 calories and not lose weight. And I'm like, I guarantee, literally, I would put my house in it. I would put my own life on the line that you're not tracking your calories accurately and you're not eating 1,200 because 90% of the population will lose weight on 1,200. Like, that's something that, like, a puppy would eat or, like, a child would eat. To make, Like, you will lose weight if you're tracking it. So if you are one of these people, listen to it, and you're like, but, Ryan, I eat, like, 1,200 calories and I can't lose weight, you're not eating 1,200 calories. Take a look at your tracking. I guarantee there's some errors that are going on that you need to look at first. That is somewhere that I tell everyone to do because I have that so many times. People are like, yeah, but I, I can eat like 1,200. I see it in the comments. Yeah, but I eat 1,200 and I don't lose weight. And I'm like, that's because you're not eating 1,200. They're like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, okay, how do you know? Well, I'm tracking it. Just because you're tracking it doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. Literally studies have shown that we under-report. Like I did it with, I said this before the thing, wasn't I, Hayden? I did this with a client like two weeks ago and literally we, she was like, oh, I added everything in. And she was like, probably about 300, 350 calories a day. She was like, I realized that I wasn't adding in worth of stuff that I'm now adding in because we're doing this little like testing phase with her. And I was like, this is why we do it. It's like, someone's like, oh, I, I don't really lose weight on, on anything over 1,200 I put on weight. And I'm like, you do not eat 1,300 calories and put on weight. Not not at like 200 pound plus, no way. Yeah. Like, not physically possible. Also, the, the, again, just to stress that point of like, if you think you're eating 1,200 calories and still not losing weight, it's not the case. Because like your BMI, your basal metabolic rate, the amount of calories that your body needs just for normal bodily functions, like keeping your heart alive, like all of your organs, all of those things, um, that is going to be over 1,200 calories a day that you need. So yeah, that literally. in itself is going to be over 1,200 calories burnt that you're doing. And you are not a vet, like you do not just sit in your seat all day and not blink, not do anything. Like for the most part, 
most people are still going and getting coffee. Yeah. They're going to get so, some tea. So someone that weighs, so someone that weighs fifty to 50, about fifty to fifty-five kilos, their BMR, so their couch potato calories, if they would just lie down and do nothing, is twelve hundred. But they don't do that. So even someone that weighs fifteen, uh, someone that weighs fifty kilos, if they do any steps, they're burning more than twelve hundred. Mm. And we're talking, like, yeah, we're literally talking see, anything. Weigh, yeah, so if you weigh 70, 80, your BMR, like if you're sitting here, like an 80 kilo woman, your BMR, so that's your couch player talent, before you've moved, brush your teeth, walk to work, is seven, is roughly 17 to 1800. So this is why when someone comes to me and they're like, I'm like 80 kilos and I'm eating 600 calories, can't lose weight. And I'm like, well, that's impossible because you'd burn more than that just lying on the couch all day. And people are like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, this is our point. It's not to sit here and like sound like we've been like, oh, they're, you know, they're just saying that. This. It's not. We're trying to do this because we're trying to prove a point of that. Like, if you can drop these internal biases that you've been taught, you've seen by some morons online that are like, yeah, that's why you're broken. You know, I Santa Hayden. I saw someone earlier that was like, they were uh, they help repair your metabolism and fix your hormones. No, you don't. Like, no, you you can't repair someone's metabolism because it doesn't get broken in the first place. First and foremost, so they're chatting crap. The second thing is fix your hormones. I can tell you how best to fix your hormones if you think your hormones are out of whack for the most part. You don't have a metabolic condition, for example, which then medication would fix it. Eat good food, sleep well, manage your stress, and exercise. They are the best things you can do if you want to have the best hormone profile possible is eat good food, eat, sleep well, and get exercise and get sunlight. Like They're the best things that you can do if you want to like balance your hormone. And most people will do that. Like most people are like, here's how to fix your cortisol, balance your hormones. And they're like, eat, eat a pie protein breakfast. Well, but you're just saying eat well and focus on your sleep. I'm like, it's no magic. Like for the majority of us, having a healthy, active lifestyle with regards to good nutrition, good sleep, good stress management and exercise are like the four main pillars to be the best version of you. And at not one point did I say take any supplement, <clears throat> supplements or anything like that. Yeah, I, I was just thinking then, and the, what's the classic? Like, I'm doing this because I'm trying to speed up my, my metabolism. In actual fact, the only way that you can speed up your metabolism is by gaining weight, is by eating more. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only way that you can speed up your metabolism is by gaining weight. So when you're saying that you're speeding up your metabolism, you're actually just literally trying to gain body fat. That's it. Because you become a bigger human being. Like that's, all, that's all that can happen. If you are losing weight, you are not speeding up your metabolism, you're slowing it down. Like you are, fact. Like it's, that's, that's the only thing. There's, and that's normal. Don't sit here and think, oh, okay, Hayden's just said, like, if I'm losing weight, I'm going to slow down my, my metabolism. No, every single fucking human being in this earth does that. Like every single person. And it's fine and it's normal. Rant over. Anyway, it's got a massive rant. <laughs> I think this well, is a good one. Basis- this, I think people needed to hear this yeah. tough love episode. Yeah, I think it's so important because ultimately, if you don't oh, drop is that this mine, bias, Michael, you keep, is that yours? You keep believing. Can that, you hear me still? Yeah, and you keep believing that, like, you're broken, your metabolism is oh, wrong. No. You're, What's going on? What have you done? I can't hear you. Why can't you hear me? I don't know if it, it might be me. I'm not sure. Well, can um, you hear me now? Oh, I can hear well, you now. My audio is being picked. My audio is being picked up. So it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter whether you can hear me or not, because as long as our audios are playing, they can be synced. Um, panic over. But yeah, it's like you've got to drop those biases because if you don't drop those biases, you're just you're just stuck because you believe that you're broken and that you can't be fixed. You're not broken that you can't lose weight. It doesn't exist, right? Literally doesn't exist. Like people like metabolism is broken. I'm like, I bet if I locked you in a room with one banana a day, your metabolism wouldn't break through five like <laughs> eighty calorie banana and not lose weight. Like you'd die. And, and, and people are like, that's stupid. I'm like, no, that's just proving the point, right? If your metabolism broken and you couldn't lose body fat, then I could put you in a room with one banana a day and your metabolism would be so broken that you wouldn't lose weight. Well, you know that sounds stupid, right? So therefore have a thing. The only issue you want to be thinking about is why am I over consuming? Where in my day, what about my habits around food and things that are not allowing me to consume the relevant calories that I need to consume to elicit fat loss? And on that note, we're going to end it there because Hayden's messing around and worried he's going to mess up his microphone and we're going to lose this whole episode. So before we have a breakdown, that is the end of this episode. Um, so team, if you enjoyed it, you know, do you say like and subscribe or drop us a thumbs up? Let me know. Drop me a DM on Instagram or Hayden a DM if you enjoyed it. It's a great episode. We love it. Share it. If you listen to it, share it. Let's get the word out there. You know, share it on your stories. Tag us. Um, and yes. Yeah. If, yeah, and if you are someone that is genuinely like after listening to this, you're slightly confused because you feel like you're stuck. We have actually got um, something coming up very, very soon that is going to really, really help you out with this. So do stay tuned. And if you're interested in hearing a bit more about like early access and stuff like that, um, or just general, because pretty much what I've just given you there is... Uh, is nothing and it's just a bit of curiosity <laughs> so i was gonna say that thing i'm like we've got something coming soon it's gonna be really excited it's probably about six weeks away but uh yeah keep your ears peeled I, I i did like exactly keep what i detest ears. people I do keep your ears. Don't, don't you hate it when your mate say to you like oh like they, they go you're like oh this is amazing actually no i can't say and you're like yeah actually, you I can't, can't you, like, you can't you say, say that, that. <laughs> why did you say that don't say that. yeah well we're gonna leave you on that cliffhanger cliffhanger.com but we'll be releasing more deeds soon about the exciting exciting things to come but apart from that we'll see you in the next episode take it easy bye bye see ya